What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone since that just passed. And, um, you know, to everyone who's in the Louisiana area, happy Mardi Gras season. We're get, coming upon the last weekend. Lyndon, you got any big Mardi Gras plans? Huh, hopefully I feel better by the uh, time this weekend, this upcoming weekend comes so I can come to New Orleans because I'm supposed to be in New Orleans on Lundi Gras. So we're going to see how that goes. But I just got to feel better, man. Low key, if I sound bad this episode, ladies and gents, it's because I'm sick. But. The show goes on. We're not stopping podding just because old Lenny B's sick. No way. We got we got to talk about bad suits. I'm gonna try to be have my enthusiastic voice, but just know I'm hyped nonetheless. So we got that. I see you got some my hero stuff in here. I'm always down to talk about that. And then we saw finally saw Parasite, which I'm I'm excited to talk to you about. Yeah, Parasite was um, definitely interesting and worth talking about. And I'm glad we both took a chance. We're not took a chance, but took the the chance to watch it. Yeah, um, and I uh, wish we would have watched it when it was available for free. Oh, it was available <laughs> for free on uh, Amazon. No, like it used to. It came out on Netflix. For real? Yeah. You like sure? A long time ago. Are you sure? I'm sure. I don't know if you're sure. Yes, like this has been on Netflix. Like I've been, I've been seeing it. I've oh. like I've seen it on Netflix. Is Parasite on Netflix? Not now. Uh, wait, so, I wait. I took it down around Oscar season. You are you sure? Yes. All right. If, if uh, ladies and gents, y'all just come and let us know on on Twitter if Schubert is sure if he's right because that's that's interesting. But well, yeah, 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 I, I mean, I'm I, excited to talk like, about there, it. I had I definitely had all the opportunities to watch it. I just didn't want to read. And like, and then I'll talk about it when we get to it because like I actually did not care. Oh yeah, no, I didn't care either. But yeah, we'll, we'll not to blow the load. We'll get to all that. But uh, shoot me, man, if you're ready, you know I'm ready to get started. Yeah, there's a lot of news stories in here. A lot of them really interesting. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, so I want to let you introduce the first topic because oh. I know you're itching to. Yeah, she was Liddy, bro. Okay, so. Matt Reeves dropped a bomb on, like, a Thursday, and it was like, all right, boom, here's this little screen test, and I'm like, all right, what is Matt Reeves showing us? So we just see Robert Pattinson, like, in some, like, in a suit or something, and, like, and when I say suit, I don't mean bad suit, I mean, like, a suit is, like, Bruce Wayne, like, you know, camera test. No, we were getting camera tests for the bad suit. We don't get the ears, and we get from chest up to, like, top of like the start of forehead so we get to see the chin we get to see the symbol we get to see how kind of how the cow looks only thing is we don't get to see the ears which we'll talk about a little later but we got the first look at it and i can finally go to sleep at night because i got to see how my, my girlfriend was like bro you've watched this enough times i've watched it already like 10 15 <laughs> times you know they just, they yeah. just had to check it out but I, I i liked it i know i've seen some a lot of people on the internet has been saying like oh Ben Affleck's bad suit was better, and I'm not gonna disagree with that because Ben Affleck's bad suit was very comic booky. It was a but great. But it was also bat- a different era of Batman. Mm-hmm. Like I think what made this one so interesting is that you can you can tell that there were nuances to it that made it look like it was a, a part of the newer Batman, like him discovering like what he wants this costume to be. Like, oh yeah, this year too, and Umberto broke that story that the movie's gonna take place in the second year. Going into his third. 
Gotcha. Okay. So, and you, if you look at the suit, a lot of people took it and put it in black and white, like put because the filter of the uh, clip that was released was all red, so you couldn't really see much. But if you go look at all those other people who put it in black and white, it's like, whoa, okay. So there's little nicks on it. There's dings, scrapes. Like this is a battle torn suit. It looks the chest plate looks very Arkham Origins. In mm-hmm. and, and Arkham City, it looks very, very reminiscent of that. Got to shout out Markeia McCarthy because she was the first person I seen see, uh, say this, and she said it on Twitter, and then a lot of people ran with it. But if you look at the bat symbol, it looks like people thought it was going to be a retractable batarang, but no, if you look at the wings, the wings look like it's carved in, but the things that lead up into the wings look like a like the gun that was his that apparently killed well, him look- in half. We we can't say that it was that gun, but it looks like it looks like it could be a gun, which was I mean, safe to gun, assume it would be that gun. If it's a gun, which gun do you think Batman's using? You no, know, for sure. Like, and, and I got to give credit because Kevin Smith wrote about this in Detective Comics One Thousand. He had like a story in it where Batman smelted it down and put it as like a bu- bulletproof plate on his chest. Good good interpretation of Matt Reason. It's little stuff like that. That I think make this bad suit original, and I really do like it. I don't. I didn't know how I felt about the collar. I'm gonna have to see the collar when he stands up and see how the cape drapes. But this, it, it gives me Arkham vibes, and it gives me animated series vibes with the leather. I didn't think they were gonna show his face. They showed like, his I face. Thought, like I, like I thought they were just gonna show like you know neck down. Like, oh, when no. they sh- showed like the mask and all that. I was okay. Well, yeah, this mask looks like. It, it looks that was what looked the most uh young batman to me like you could see stitching on it look straight know. up leather it's not a hel- it's not a helmet exactly like, it looked like catwoman's mask don't, don't even do that i'm not gonna let you do that it looked like fuck i'm telling you remember in uh mask of the phantasm when batman's first starting off and he has that like that fe- that leathery felt thing in the animated series he pulls it over i feel like this is gonna be something he can I just can't rip tell off the felt in the animated series <laughs> <laughs> Am I reaching? <laughs> I, I don't know if you can distinguish what felt looks like in an animated series, but I mean, I'm on board. I understand. Was that a reach? <laughs> I'm just for this fucking movie, man. I want to ask you: long ears or short ears or medium? Long ears. Ooh, see, I feel so torn on this animated series because I want, I don't want like Christian Bale long of ears. Some people said they wanted Justice League animated long ears. And I've seen with white eyes, like if they do have those long of ears, that looks pretty good because Matt Reeves said he wanted white eyes. But I saw a medium-sized ear, which is kind of like the animated series mixed with like Jim Lee's Batman. Yo, that looked dope. I kind of want medium-sized ears. I don't, I don't need Ben Affleck's small ears, but like I don't want super the Tim Burton Batman long ears. I'm not a fan uh-huh. of the long ears. I'm, I'm a medium ear guy. Like, Jim Lee is my favorite Batman. Like, Jim Lee's costume of Batman is my favorite Batman costume. There just can't be no ears. Mm. There's just got to be ears, you know? Facts. And, and I didn't like the, the... Everybody was trying to say it looked like the Daredevil mask. They know that was a reach. That was a fuck. Well, just because it looks like it's leather. Yeah, okay. And, I, and, and like, and there's people just, just can't distinguish things because, like, they're too big in the Marvel's b-hole. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That was, that was a reach, but I like this chin. They're like, oh, I gotta compare everything to Marvel. <laughs> it's only why he used the red fucking filter. I'm about to yeah. watch the video again while we still talk about this, but uh, <laughs> but no, I'm trying to think of anything I missed. Like I said, the Arkham stuff. I said uh, the felt on the the uh, 
I mean, the only thing that really sketches me out for real is just like the whole getting over that Robert Pattinson is in the suit because I can tell, you know. Uh, oh, well, and I like, mean, yeah. And like, and it's and it's just like got to be something where like at at this point I'm you know I'm I'm rooting for him and yeah, I think it's gonna him. work, but like I can't see it right now. And like in the, even in that teaser, I'm like I I can't see it right now. I have to see him doing something. Like that's the only way I'm gonna be sold on. It. Like right now, it, to me, it just it just seems like Cedric Diggory put on co- uh, cosplay. Oh, I'm like, not. Gonna, just, I'm not gonna let you do that because I hated I, the cosplay people. Like, yo, look, look at go, 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 go on uh, Google if you're if you're able to because I know you're. Set I'm not up. saying that. I'm not saying the outfit looks like cosplay. I'm saying I just to me it just seems like he's wearing a costume right now, and it, oh. it just seems like Robert Pattinson's wearing a costume. Like, that's what it feels like to me right now. Like, I have, I have, I'm not emotionally sold on Robert Pattinson being Batman yet. Oh, okay, I, and I think that, I think that's fair. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the suit. 100% fair. Because I was about to say, if you look at him in black and white with that chin, it's like, yo, I mean, like, we haven't had a bit, like, no offense to Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's chin was great, but he was a little pudgy. Like, no, and that's no disrespect because I love this bad suit. But this chin, like, this looks this looks better than Bale's chin. I mean, it really is the youngest iteration of Batman we've that's ever seen on film. So, like, that's just the thing you got to get into, you know? I'm hyped for that. And I knew there was something I missed when I clicked on the video. The score. The Batman theme. Oh, yeah, that was dope. Yo, shout out Michael Giacchino, man. That was awesome. Like, it felt like... It, it Nolan's theme felt very realism. Uh, the Batman movie, obviously, with uh, the, the the Burton movie, was obviously a score that was used later for the animated series and just judged up a little bit. But this feels like the animated series fused with like the Nolan Batman. Like it feels like a straight up noir film. Like I feel like this Batman is about to go solve a mystery. For sure, I think. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a gritty like. Sort of like a thriller. Like I, I feel like when they market this movie, they're gonna give us some like elements that are like horror. But is it not, wrong to say that this it's is not gonna be horror? You know? No, I know what you're talking about. Like a Zodiac thriller type deal, or like a yeah. Seven. Like you no, know, I, and I feel like this is gonna be like Seven, Usual Suspects, Zodiac, that type of thriller where we gotta solve this mystery as we go along in this film. Yeah, like I just don't, I don't think it's gonna be as like how you know like. No like I, I don't, it's it's but, gonna be like a totally different kind of Batman because it's not gonna be so centered around the superhero aspect. Like you know, look at the, all the things. Like you get the Tim Burton one, which is very comic booky, and you have the you know Schumacher ones, which are obviously you know campy as hell. Campy. Uh, then you get to Nolan, which is a little bit more gritty, but it doesn't really give you enough of the the comicy feel. Which I feel like this is gonna m- marry the two of like the the serious realism of the Dark Knight trilogy and the campiness of the old, but also make it so that it's not it's gonna be campy in the way like of uh, with the world building, but not campy in the act action. If you See, I'm, what I'm saying, I'm, I agree with like the I, Dark Knight thing. I was gonna say it's kind of a fuse because like I had to give what they did in BVS was very comic booky, like it was. But I well, feel yeah, like it's gonna be, be better than that. And BVS is another good example of what I'm trying to say too. Like that was very centric around superhero things. Yeah, like and Batman. Gadgets. Yeah, Batman being you know a punching and you know being a badass. Where this I think is going to be more of him like lurking, listening, 
Yeah, being talking. A, yeah, no, for sure. Being a detective, I'm with you on that. I, of course, I think this Batman is gonna kick ass because, like, we saw Robert Pattinson sure. studying Jute Coon and Judo and shit. So, like, he's gonna he's gonna be a, a fighter, but I just don't know if it's gonna be a a bat gadget for everything. Like how Christopher Nolan had like the Sonic shit. Like Lucius Fox, I don't think is making this Batman his shit. Like I think this is just Bruce himself, straight animated vibes. Yeah, like this is too early for all that. Yeah, for him to no. have like stuff like that. He's just gonna have the normal basic stuff on the utility so belt, a- but he will have stuff. I mean, he's gonna have battering, and he's gonna have like, you know, something like a grapple. Like but I think like that, that might be it. Maybe like yeah. some like a flashlight, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> like some detective shit, like some detective gadgets, but nothing like crazy. Like how Christopher Nolan had the Batman with like he pulled out like a gun and he shot like little pellet, little bullet, uh, like uh bomb pellets that would that would explode at timers. Like <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he'll have like a tracker somehow. Something yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a bat tracker, but that's detective Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's going to be a different type of gadget. Like, And I think like Ben Affleck's Batman with like a bat car with like all guns. Like, no, he already said this Batmobile is going to be like muscle car animated feature style. Yeah, I'd be interested. I'm interested to see what they do. I think it, everything needs to have its own staple. So I think this movie needs to have its own staple of a Batmobile. Every, <laughs> everyone has an iconic one except for BVS. Gotta give Matt Reeves his props, because, like, he already started off, if the gun thing is true, I really, really like that in a bad suit, and it's very different than the Burton, than the Nolan, and than the Snyder. I think it's a very different suit, and if other things land like how I feel about this suit, we're in for a good ride. Yeah, the suit has to be part of the story. It was in Nolan's, not, but not as much so as it seems like it would be if you were incorporating the gun aspect. Yeah, that's... This one. that's- that's different. Got to give it to him. Yeah. He's finding interesting ways to make it different. And there are many ways because there's multiple source material. So good on you, Matt Reeves. I'm excited. All right, but let's go ahead and get into these trailers. We've done enough Batman. I think we're going to keep talking about it. You know, The movie's a year away, bro. Like, not even. Exactly. It's like a year and a couple months. Like, I realized that the other day when, like, after we finally saw the bad suit, I was like, bro. I got a whole nother year to wait for this movie. I'm too excited too early. Yeah, exactly. We need to pump the brakes and talk about some of this stuff. Uh, that, you know, the first trailer, The Green Knight, coming out this summer, it's got Dev Patel. Uh, oh, man. David Lowry is the director. Uh, and... I saw Joel, um What's his name? It's not Joel Kinnaman. No, gosh. He was, in the, he was in The King. Like, two of the actors from The King... The King in this one, it was in The King. And um, what's the guy's name? Oh, my gosh, from Clash of the Titans. Uh, oh, man, I'm looking at him. Uh, Joe Edgerton, he was in there as well. In The Green Knight? Mm-hmm. I was yeah, just like, I they, they took a lot of The King's actors and just put them in another movie like this. But this is more fantasy. This is more so the story of Gwen. Uh, Sean Harris. <laughs> yeah, Sean Harris. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So... No, this is he. I'm sure he's King Arthur. This is the story of Gwen. So cool, and Dev Patel looks great in it. I'm gonna check. It I out. love, I love the horror vibes that it's got. Um, David Lowry is most notably known for doing like very stylistic movies. Uh, he directed Peach Dragon. He's supposed to be doing a Peter Pan adaptation. Uh, he did a movie called A Ghost Story with Casey Affleck um, that. Is about like the concept of like being a ghost in some in someone's memory of time of like time passing through. It's just like a crazy conceptual movie. And when you look look at the trailer for 
this Green Knight movie. It looks way different than any old medieval movie that we've seen in the past, like The King. Like, it seems like it's really going to have some crazy fantastical elements uh, that really could put this over the top. So Yeah, uh, no, I'm interested in it for sure. So, yeah, I think it's it could be a really interesting hit. I'm interested to see what what comes in that same weekend with it um, and what's going to be competing with. But I think it could it could do pretty well. Yeah, it'd be like one of those sleeper summer hits. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, like, you know, last summer, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we didn't expect to be good was good. And a lot of stuff that we were like, oh, yeah, this is going to be or, uh, you know, I can't wait to see this one. And then it sucked. Like, Man yeah, facts. No, it's got to come back to me and be like, man, that was a bad movie. Gosh. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, uh, one thing that was great about last summer was Stranger Things 3. And we saw a teaser for Stranger Things 4, which shows that uh, Hopper, who was supposed to have been deceased, spoiler alert, uh, is alive. I thought everybody knew he was alive. I saw people well, like, I, mean, I knew it. Well, I mean, everyone like had believed, but like no one saw him physically. Mm, okay. So yeah, he's in Russia. Like fir- yeah, he's in Russia. So how he gonna get out of this shit, bro? Like it looks like he's stuck. <laughs> I don't know, but my thing is, is I'm like, what is this show now? <laughs> I don't even watch Stranger Things, and this shit, like, this shit looks crazy. Like I kind of want to watch for this. Like I just want to know how he's gonna get out of Russia, because like at Soviet Union, Russia, he's in a camp, in a prison camp, in the ice, pickaxing shit. Like how's he gonna leave? Who's gonna come save him? Not eleven. Exactly my question though. What is this show now? Like the show is not like about the upside down or whatever. Like now it's about this dude in Russia. Like what is this, what is going on here? <laughs> so no, I Stranger Things going in a new direction, but uh, I don't know when that's coming out. Probably next year. Yeah, they didn't give a release date. That was just like a little teaser. Yeah, a little Valentine's Day tease. But anyway, the last trailer is My Hero Academia: Heroes Rising. That's coming out this week. Oh, you finally saw it, or was it the like? I, I, because I, I forget, because I've been watching trailers as they released in Japan for like months. I mean, so, the trailer the, I saw was a sub trailer, but something's coming. I saw that it was coming out this week for some for some showing, and maybe the dub showing. Mm, I think um, what you're talking about, the trailer that was released, is coming out not this week, but next week. <clears throat> it's coming out on the 26th in America. The 26th, that's right. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I you saw the. That. You saw the American release trailer. Word, we can talk about it. Uh, yeah, no, it looks good, man. I know some shit, and I don't want to say what I know because, like, if that it is looks actually super serious. True. Yeah, no, this this story was supposed to be incorporated in the like the actual series in the manga. And Hirokoshi thought that he kind of for this particular villain needed a budget of a movie, so he felt that unlike other animated movies where they don't necessarily they're not canon, this one is a canon story. So, so I have to see it. Yeah, you got to watch it. But I mean, like, how, where does it fall in line with what I'm watching right now? Mm. It's too far. It's farther down the road. Yeah, it kind of sucks for the people who are just anime only. Like, I don't think they'll spoil anything. You might see. Damn, this is this is interesting because I really don't want to say what I know. Like, man, OK, Deku is advanced where I'm at right now. Correct. OK, Deku's yeah. more advanced than where you're at. My question is, are we going to see Deku's advancement because this takes place after the arc where he trains to get that advancement? This takes place after that arc, the, 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 like, the training arc or whatever, and the, the, the My Villain Academia arc where it just centers on the villains for like a couple, for like a, like, for like, which would be like half a season. So it takes place between those, peer, those points. So I don't know what they're going to show. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I was really confused because 
it seems like they've progressed pretty far. And, like, it seems like the, with the direction of the movie could completely change the course of the entire show. So that's why I was wondering, like, whether or not this was canon. Because we'd seen a movie before that really, it was canon, but, like, it really didn't have anything to do with, like, the, the storyline at the moment. Um, it's going to be interesting, man, because, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can answer that question after we watch it. And then I can answer it after we watch it and see the manga that's released post-America getting this movie. Because well, like, I guess you know, I that's, don't know. It's definitely something that you and Chris are going to be able to get more in depth on. Yeah, no, but I, I'm excited for this movie, man. It looks really good. Um, yeah, but that's it for all the trailers. Um, definitely thinking I'm going to have to go see my hero, Heroes yeah, Rising now. Definitely will. The I, the the sub date is the 26th. So if you want to go read subtitles, like I will be doing, or if you want to watch the dub version, that's going to be on the 27th. So just throwing that out to everybody. All right, next up, we got Aladdin is getting a sequel. So I should say the movie is early in development, but after spending the last six months figuring out what direction to take the film, producers look like they found their path. Dan Lin and Jonathan Urich, who produced the original, are back producing the ride back banter with Ryan Happerin, executive producing. It's unknown whether Guy Guy Ritchie will be back directing. Producers hope to bring back stars Will Smith, Mina Massad, and Naomi Scott, but offers won't extend to the cast until a script is ready. I, I wonder if guy Richie comes back. I wonder if they're gonna do Return of Jafar. I think they should. They should. They shouldn't it try was a good story. Or they could do uh then the uh the one with Aladdin's pops. Yeah. I mean uh, I think you could find a way to 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 marry the two together. Mix it up. Because yeah. I think you only do one. Yeah. It just depends so. on if they want to do a, a trilogy. That's I don't think you should do a trilogy man. Like I I think it's they're even stretching Stretching it, get making a sequel, you know. Facts. Like, no. I, I think people are gonna get behind it because a lot of people really do love Return of uh, Jafar. Like it's a solid sequel. It, it is. And I'm like... a fan of Aladdin and the Forty Thieves with his pops. Yeah, I mean, they, I, honestly, they did do a pretty good job with those movies, but I just don't think people are that bought into the Aladdin franchise that they're gonna want to see that. And I, I don't know if like you're gonna get Will Smith to do three of them. And my thing is, Genie's role becomes less and less like as the. Like the Forty Thieves thing is mainly like Aladdin. Like Jasmine and Genie get sidelined. It's mainly like Aladdin and his pops, like figuring shit out. Well, so, then maybe they'll find a way to incorporate that more. But I, this would be great for me and Masad because there was that story where he wasn't finding work. So it'd be great to to have him rep- reprise the Aladdin role. Hopefully, um, he doesn't get typecasted, man. I mean, I hope he doesn't get typecasted. But I mean, you know, he's just a young actor in hollywood right now so it's not working out for him but to be a part of something like this can and more work is more work and it gives you more opportunity to make connections like hopefully he can be incorporated we're not incorporated but work with a new director different than guy ritchie you know maybe he and guy ritchie didn't have the connection that some directors and actors have maybe he could develop one with whoever comes in so yeah get him get him more work hopefully that works out for him but Next up, we got Owen Wilson has joined the Marvel Studios series Loki in a major role. Details on Wilson's role, which will stream on Disney Plus, are being kept under wraps. And it's rumored right now that this Loki series will get us to the points of Kang the Conqueror, who could maybe be the next big universe-threatening villain. I think this might be the series I'm most excited for. For real? Yeah, I mean, I just really like the idea that this is... It's going to be something that takes place in like an alternate timeline, oh, but yeah. it has like, like serious implications. Yeah. You know, I like that time shit. But like, it's 
I don't know. I think it's way more interesting than the other ones just because like WandaVision seems like I don't know what it is. And then Falcon Winter Soldier is pretty much just going to be like spy action. It's going to be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, hey. uh, it's, 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 I mean, it's going to be better, but I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> it's going to be like John, um, not John, uh, John, Jack Ryan. Yeah, Jack Ryan. And I'm yeah. a big Jack Ryan fan. So, but, but I'm really interested to see what this Loki thing is going to be. Yeah, this is, I, I will say, this is one of the most interesting ones because, like, I don't, I have no idea what this is going to be. Where at least, like, with WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, we kind of have a, a, a an idea, whereas this one, there's no idea. Yeah, but a lot of expectation. You know, it's Fact. it's got to be something that really needs to hit because so, apparently it's going to have a lot of connection if you're mentioning Kang. Yeah, major implications, and this leads into uh, this has something to do with Doctor Strange multiverse as well as WandaVision. So we got, we're going to see, man. This is going to be interesting. I, I don't um, know how this is going to work out for Marvel, man. They're really banking that, like, people... And, and it's a smart bank because, like, I agree with them. Like, you know... I think they're successful enough to do this this banking, but like, will every fan who watches the movie end up checking out this Disney plus these Disney plus series? And if they don't, they'll be lost. I mean, I think that uh, it's definitely going to work out. Um, is Loki's the third one that's going to come out, so it's all up to Falcon Winter Soldier really to kind of push the pace. Uh, yeah, but I think Mandalorian kind of helped everyone with that. But the success of Mandalorian that is going to be coming out again in the fall, I think it's going to keep people on Disney Plus, and Disney Plus needs the content, or else yeah, I don't Disney know Plus what, needs, what they're going to do. They need Falcon Winter Soldier to hit because let me tell you something I didn't realize. As much as we were invested in Mandalorian, and a lot of people in our circles were. I was talking to my dad about it the other day, and he was like, "Bro, I didn't know what was going on. Like, what's up with this baby Yoda guy?" And I was like, "Hold on, wait, you." you what, when do you think this takes place? He was like, is this like old shit? I was like, no, man, you crazy ass. You should have called somebody. Like, and I, I wonder if that's how a lot of the general public felt. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people who bought Disney Plus and watched The Mandalorian like knew what they were getting into. Like, It's one of those things where like DC Universe, at first it started off really like niche, like a, a niche market or whatever, because... The people who are watching it were the ones who knew what to, they were getting into. Yeah. And so, like, a lot of that common audience, like, sure, how are, how is that going to draw to them? But, I mean, like, that's not necessarily what brought them to Disney+, Plus, you know? So, like, what you want to accomplish uh, if you're the Mandalorian and for these Marvel ones, too, is you want to get the fan base to buy into your series and, and get Disney+, Plus because of that. Like, it doesn't really matter if the Disney+, Plus, and I know your dad isn't, isn't, uh, in this category, but it doesn't matter if like uh, people who are just stumbling upon the series that don't know what they're getting into don't like it because you're gonna if you market it well enough to the base that does like it who's going out and spending all this money on your movie oh, yeah, it'll succeed then you're not yeah then you're not gonna have any issues. So, oh no, I'm not questioning success. I'm questioning just will the general public follow along? Well, that's the thing. Like the general public doesn't matter is what I'm telling you. Like what matters mm -hmm. is the fans. So like they're, all of this stuff is fan service, but it's marketing to the people who are going out and buying the tickets to the movies already. Like Star Wars and Marvel are your two biggest movie franchises that are making like millions in the box office. If those if all those people buy Disney Plus, then you're making the the same money that you made in the movies over a, a year long subscription. So that's it doesn't matter what the general audience thinks about it. If they get lost in the in the story, it just matters that you that the fans that are 
all on Disney Plus only because of these series stay. I can agree with that to a certain extent. That's it's gonna be interesting to see, man. We'll I, I, we'll have this conversation when Falcon Winter Soldier comes out. Um, but so the next story is Andrew Ratman on Wubolu has been tapped by Paramount players to direct the thriller American Sun, which is based on the critically acclaimed French film A Prophet. The movie will mark Ratman's first uh, directing job at a major studio. Dennis Lee Lehan wrote the screenplay. And Neil H. Morris is producing through his original film banner. The original pick was directed by Jacques Audiard, which follows an Arab man who's sent to a French prison where he becomes a mafia kingpin. A prophet went on to win the Grand Prix at the 2009 uh, Cannes Film Festival. And uh, it was nominated for Best Foreign Film at the 2010 Oscars. So American Sun centers around a man who, after following under the control of a ruthless mobster while in prison, builds a multiracial crime syndicate, takes down his mentor, and earns a place for his crew alongside the Italian and Russian mafias. It's a progressive crime crime saga for a new generation. Hey, I'm I'm already I'm bought in, man. I'm, I'm I think it's watch. gonna be really cool, and this is like a really debut feature for this uh, director. So it's gonna be. Real, real interesting. I'm movie. interested to see the cast, man. Like that'll sell me even more. But this, just the premise and everything, it sounds like the type of dad movie that I love. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really cool, man. Like a uh, a prison mafia movie that kind of crosses over with that. It's, it's, it almost seems like uh, well, not Shawshank, but almost like your gritty prison movie meets your Irishman. That's yeah, what it seems like me. Something, something like that. I wonder how much is going to be run from the jail and we see from the outside. It's just interesting premise, man. I'm ready to see how that, that comes out. But shout out to Andrew Rapman Onubolu. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I think the, the idea of like prison and especially the prison groups are all very interesting and thinking about building a multiracial crime syndicate within a prison system and then like bringing that out to the outside is going to be really crazy because yep. like, you know, pr- prison's pretty segregated. So, you know, so imagining all the groups coming together like that would kind of be pretty crazy. If you've ever watched like some like you know real life prison stuff, like I love Six Days In. Did you wa- you watch that right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the junk was crazy. So um, no, I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Rick Moranis is leaving his deca- decades long hiatus from live action acting to join Disney's sequel to Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Moranis will surprise, reprise his role as Wayne Zelinsky, the crackpot scientist who accidentally shrunk his children. Um, you know, Joe Johnston is the original director who's returning to make this sequel, and Josh Gad is going to play Zelinsky's son, who accidentally shrinks his family, and the title of it is called Shrunk. Mm, okay, I'll give. I mean, look, this is going to be probably a Disney Plus thing. It so. is. I think so. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Like, I, I feel like this is just Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for a new generation. So, good on them. I'm not going to hate on it. No, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, they they need the content. So, this is the kind of stuff that you hope to expect. And it's good to see Rick Moranis breaking out of his hiatus and coming coming back to, to acting. I don't think it's going to be a permanent thing. But no. it's nice that he's going to come back and do something like this. I wish he would have came back for the other Ghostbusters movie. 
Disney had to send the probably had to back up the Brinks truck to get Rick Moranis out of retirement. I'm sure, man. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But good, good for Rick Moranis, man. Get your get your coins, partner. But next up, I'm so excited for this. The hunt is back on, baby. After all the backlash, <laughs> it's back. The thriller movie. Uh, the thriller from movie screens last fall, the film produced by horror uh, powerhouse Jason Blum and Blumhouse and co-written by Damon Lindelof from The Watchmen uh, was originally pulled from release from Universal Pictures in August last year. Six months later, the movie will now be hitting theaters March 13th. This is not a dangerous movie, Lindelof told Variety. This is not a provocative movie. This is not a divisive movie. I'm hyped. Let's go. <laughs> like the, I, I was hyped for the hunt in August and I'm hyped for the hunt now in March. I'm going to go see it. Well, I mean, like to to talk about the divisive stuff, like I think that Damon Lindelof being a part of the writing staff can really ease some people's woes because he took some really hard stuff in Watchmen that you know could really have been taken uh, <coughs> re- could really have been taken in a political sense, but he he did it in such a way that was so true to the story and like really didn't I've in any way felt like ruffled many feathers. So I feel like. He's gonna take. He's gonna take care of this. So this is gonna be. There's a lot of really like great people attached to this. It's just gonna be a movie. People, let's just watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'm hyped for this. Uh, I will be there March 13th. Shout out to the hunt. And uh, what's that girl's name? Betty. Uh, Betty. Uh, you. Oh uh, man, I don't remember. The lady who stars. I want to say Betty Ross, but like that's because like I'm thinking about her and um, what's it called? Uh, Glow. Oh, uh, no, it's uh, Betty Gilpin. Yeah, shout out to Gilpin. Betty. That's her name. Yeah, she's been killing shit, so I'm going to definitely watch The Hunt. But next up, Rufus Sewell is, will portray the soft-spoken Vernon Presley, the king of rock, rock and roll's father, and Braz Lerman's Elvis. They're just filling out this cast. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Since we talked about the mom last week, I thought it might as well. Yeah, shout out to Pop. That Rufus Sewell or Sewell, uh, I don't know how he pronounced it. He's going to be his dad. So I I didn't find a lot about his dad. I don't think he's going to be like that big of a, a deal like the mom was. No, yeah. I'm, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so Emilio Estevez is hitting the ice once again. So they brought Rick Moranis out, and now Disney's bringing Emilio Estevez back to reprise his role as Gordon Bombay in the original, from the original Mighty Ducks into the Disney Plus series Once a Duck, Always a Duck. Um, so... This is going to take place in present-day Minnesota, where the Mighty Ducks have evolved from scrappy underdogs to an ultra-competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. After 12-year-old Evan is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks, he and his mom set out to build their own ragtag team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat, win-at-all-cost culture of competitive youth sports. Damn, I don't like to see Emilio in the... In the in the villain role, man, I'm a big Mighty but Ducks fan. But I don't fan. know if like he's gonna be the uh, coach of the Mighty Ducks. It, I think it might be a similar thing to Cobra Kai, where like the Billy's at. Where I don't know. I I don't know. I, it, I'm in some ways I'm thinking this is a good way to take it because like think about it. If the Ducks, you know, did all the things that they did, like that would become like a. Oh big yeah, they'd be thing. like the a- yeah, they would be the AAU kings of the circuit. Exactly. So, it like, it, it it only makes sense that you would have a kid that would try and do the same thing in a new generation. And I think that that I like that idea. That's cool. But like, I'd not. I don't really like that. It's kind of a rerun of what they're doing with Cobra Kai. Like, it almost just seems like it's it's retreading on that for Disney Plus. But I, I might watch it. It just depends on how it looks when I see like some trailers or something. 
I wonder if Emilio Estevez is like, no, nah, I'm quitting this. Like, I built this. You guys aren't the same. I'm quitting. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like, is he going to be, like, going to help coach that ragtag team or something? Or is he going to be that villain role? Which I think he would do well after what we saw, like, in D2, you know? Yeah. So, when, I don't know. When he was, like, with Iceland. Yeah. Ooh, man, this is going to be interesting to see. But I'm, 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 I'm lukewarm on this. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm, I'm burning up, but I'm lukewarm. Yeah, I'm I'm lukewarm on it. We'll see how it goes, but it's not going too well with for an old Mighty Ducks actor. So you know, yeah, hopefully it'll go well for these Mighty Duck actors. Jeez. Good for Emilio Estevez. Yeah, the, I I saw a picture of one of, of Goldberg. The Goldberg. Ah, yo, my guy looks so bad. Yeah, he was doing some meth in some dude's car. Not, not cool. <laughs> I should laugh at this, but all right, yeah, though. No, let's get to the next topic. <laughs> all right. So Billie Eilish dropped her James Bond theme song, No Time to Die. It was all right. It was good. I mean, it was a Bond song. So it, it was I, I think it sounded all right. Yeah, it was whatever. Not the best Bond song, not the worst. And so that's all I got on that. But all right. Let's next go to up, this story right here. Yeah, the cast of Masters of the Universe Revelation, the uh, the Kevin Smith anime series that they're doing has their voice actor list. Mark Hamill will be Skeletor. Lena Headley will be or Lena Headey will be Evil Lynn. Chris Wood will be Prince Adam, aka He Man, and that's uh, Monel from Supergirl. Sarah Michelle Geller will be Tila. Liam Cunningham, Man at Arms. Stephen Root, Kringer. Diedrich Bader as King Randor and Trapjaw. That's the Batman in Harley Quinn series right now. Griffin Newman as Orko. Tiffany Smith. Shout out to Tiffany Smith as Andra. Henry Rollins as Triclops. Alan Oppenheimer as Mossman. Susan Eisenberg as Sorceress. Classic. Uh, Susan Eisenberg is a legend. Alicia Silverstone as Queen Marlena. Good to see Alicia Silverstone getting work again. Justin Long as Roboto. Uh, Jason Muse as Stinkor. Uh, Phil Lamar as Hero, Tony Todd as Scareglow, Cree Summers as Priestess, Kevin Michael Richards as Beastman, Kevin Conroy as Merman, and Harley Quinn Smith as Ileana. We, this is a star-studded cast. You have two Jokers, two Batmans, uh, uh, Phil Lamar, who's every black person in in animation. Like this is this is a great cast. You got Wonder Woman. Yeah, man, this is wild. This is a really That's good I mean. cast. And I mean, I, I'm not. So- I'm not not surprised because I mean Kevin Smith can definitely pull together some of these people, you know. <laughs> yeah, facts. No, I'm I'm excited for this man. I'm really like I'm hype on this. Yeah, me too. I think this is gonna be really good. I'm uh, more I'm probably more excited about this than I am for the Noah Centino deal, He-Man. the live yeah, action. Yeah, this is gonna be like gory, so I'm down. So whatever, let's get to the box office, Shuby. All right, so the box office. Everyone knows that Sonic the Hedgehog came out. To a roaring weekend of fifty-seven million. At Congrats, one. Sonics, man! I, I'm gonna try to see it this week. I was supposed to see it on Saturday, but it was NBA All Star Weekend, and I'm a sucker for basketball. I had to watch the three-point contest, the dunk contest, and all that. But I'll check out Sonic eventually. I'll get around to it, man. Whatever. I'm gonna pay for it in theaters because the animators did what they did, but I just couldn't get to it this weekend. Um. So from the bottom now, Bad Boys for Life still in top five with. Uh, they pulled in 11.3 million just this weekend. I mean, I think it's still pretty solid. The photograph came in at number four. Fantasy Island at number three. Fantasy Island. I I don't want to see it right now in theaters, but I might want to see it at some point. Did you see the trailers for all that? Uh. Uh-uh. It's a it's a horror thing, but it's kind of like you know a place where you come and you're like, oh, you can have your like you know your your fantasy come true. 
and mm-hmm. they do it for you but it actually ends up being like real and it's like not the fantasies of like oh yeah like i want to have like a thousand wives it's like oh yeah i want to like murder my uh high school bully like that kind of stuff all right yeah um, i might check that out and uh, number two birds of prey and the and fabulous emancipation of one harley quinn i saw that they started making it harley quinn birds of prey now so yeah it's harley quinn it. semicolon birds of prey <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, though. Um, yeah, I'm not hating on it. Look, I'm not going to say anything. If you want to hear me and Schubert's review on Birds of Prey, go check out last week's episode. They butchered Cassandra Kane. I saw someone said they tried to make Cassandra Kane like short round from Indiana Oh, my Jones. gosh. That's just <laughs> racist. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Don't give me that. <laughs> and I don't think they mean it in like the racy way. I think they meant it like. That's the only way they went there. <laughs> Like that's the only way you go to that thought. No, I think they like, just there was missed. nothing about her that reminds me of Short Round besides her ethnicity. I thought they meant like, uh, let me see how I'm gonna say this. Oh my god, because you're right, it is very racist now that I said it aloud. But I thought they meant like in the sense of making her like a sidekick. That's what I thought. And a little Asian kid sidekick, yeah. <laughs> oh my. But whatever, man. I'm just saying they butchered Cassandra Kane. Would have loved to seen that girl kick ass instead of yeah, just exactly. Punk- like why? Why was she? Yeah, why was? Why didn't she like learn anything? Like why didn't she have any sort of like extra skill set besides being a thief? <laughs> yeah, like what the heck was that? Like that's why. I, I mean, she was just a sidekick, bro. Yeah, but anyway, pe- people are liking that movie, and I don't want to like you know Shit hate on, you, on yeah. people that like that movie because it wasn't a bad movie <laughs> not at all what it did with like the things but you know go back and listen to review but anyway uh movie on the rise now i think we both have like one that we could agree upon so but i agree on yours i I agree on both of them because like i I like that show but uh mine is hunters on amazon with al pacino man liddy it's you told me it started logan lerman i'm hype i'm gonna be watching that show yeah, it's gonna be super cool. It starts on Friday, pretty sure the twenty first. I'm gonna um, give it the old. Can I watch it all in one night? If it's if it's that good, then I'll finish it that night. And then premiering on Sunday, but I'm watching it probably as you guys are listening to this pod right now. A Good Girl season three. Man, see, I, I'm excited that the new season is out, but like I low key watch that show when it all drops on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I just watched the, the second season while I was on Netflix. Uh, I probably won't be watching it as it's... Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm going to be watching it as it's going. Uh, but, yeah. You can wait for it on Netflix. I, I kind of like it better that way. Because there's some really... What do you... There's some moments at the end of these episodes that you're like, wow, I gotta, like... Binge, yeah. I gotta binge that. Like, That's I gotta a know great binging show. Right away. It is a great binging show. So if you haven't seen the first two seasons, you should go on Netflix and check them out. Like, it's a really I mean, nice... It's a really solid show. No, that's one of my girlfriend's sh- shows that like I'm a big, big fan of. Like my same here. My, yeah, like my girl, me and my girlfriend have shows that like we each hate that we watch, but like that's one that we come together. I I, I like me some good girls. Shout out to those ladies. That's a damn good show. Yeah, Christina Hendricks, Mae Whitman, and Retta. Yo, I gotta watch the new uh, Netflix reality show, man. Oh, Love God. is blind. Love is blind. <laughs> oh God. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> but I said the same thing about The Circle, so I guess I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I got to give it a shot, man. I've been watching Love Island on Hulu, so I got to watch. I got to give Love is Blind a shot. I I, I just got to finish out The Bachelor. I'm, I'm almost done. 
That see, bro. I, let me say this. I tried. It's, it's terrible. That's a bad season of television, man. Ugh. Like it. That that dude, Pete, and, they, and all those girls suck. <laughs> and I'm hearing like the rumors about how it's gonna end, and it's even like weirder. It's just like, oh my gosh, like what he's was the point either, of this whole thing? He's either gonna get with like the movie, produ- the show's producer, or Hannah Brown. <laughs> like, yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> like, what was like, the what point? The like, I'm not watching that. Like, I tried watching the first two episodes, and my girlfriend was like, bro. I'll watch reality TV with you, but this show sucks. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of a bad season. And I, and I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, sometimes it just happens that way because the last few seasons of, of The Bachelor, Bachelor, I thought had been pretty good, like, for the, for the most part. Like, this, but this is just cringeworthy. Like, I just can't get through it, this. It reminds me of the season with the silver-haired dude. Oh, Ari? But yeah. I actually like that season. That was kind of, I like the girls in that season, but I did not like all See, of- like, that's the thing. The girls are usually, like, what... You can like get behind. You're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe the guys, you know, boring, but at least all the girls are cool. But like it's, this, I'm like, oh, I hate all the girls and I hate the dude. And yeah. I'm just like, y'all all suck. Yeah, like, probably, you're all trash, and these ladies suck. Like, gosh, Hannah Brown, don't come choose Pilot Pete. <laughs> like, they got to get over the storyline with Hannah Brown. Like, how I mean, many more? She, she okay. had it. Right, she had it right the first time. She did. Like it should have been between Jen or Tyler, but she should have chose Tyler. She's dumb. Yeah, she messed up, but I now hope- he's now he's killing it on Bumble and with models. <laughs> I'm gonna check out out uh which I'm gonna call it though, Love is Blind, and I'll let you guys know what I think next week. Cause I'm I'm uh, man to 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 I saw the the clip where this white dude has this black lady. He was like, You sound black, and she was like, What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't know, you just sound black. He was like, she was like, well, I'm white. And it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so I got to watch this shit, bro. <laughs> and you, apparently you don't see him till the end. Yeah, oh, something man. like that. Oh, man, that's going to be hilarious. I got to watch that show. So Love is Blind. But let's get into the review, man. We're reviewing Parasite this week. I liked it. I think it deserved Best Picture. Um, Yeah, I mean, based on the other movies I saw, I think that, uh, you know, the only ones I saw that were up for the category were like Jojo Rabbit and Joker, and I think it was I think it was better than those movies. I might have liked Joker more, but I can agree that this was a better movie. It was very original, and some parts of this movie, like at first you're watching it and you're like, okay, what's what's this? But then when you see all these people from the same family getting hired, and I'm like, oh, they're like a parasite sucking off from this rich family, and then like. And then I was like, all right, I want him to win. Like, I, I'm I, like, y'all's house is getting flooded with shit in it. Like, I want y'all to win. Do y'all thug thizzle. And then, like, they just start acting stupid and doing dumb shit. And then they lose. And it's like, oh, y'all lose pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, like, I was also out on this family when that dude started kissing on that little girl. Oh, I yeah. Like... I was like, Ooh. first off, bro, this was your homie's girl. But first off, it should have been your homie's girl because she's in high school and y'all are in college. Wait, that was the girl that it was that his homie said that they yes! he was gonna ask out. Oh, yes. whoops! He said he was gonna wait for her to go to university to ask her out, like he was redshirting her, like Tyga did Kylie Jenner. Well, he said the same thing about her later, which is again, like, and the family was just like okay with it. I was like, what? Like at first they were like iffy on it. And I'm like, yes, you have you have the right to be iffy. The dude is kissing on the girl <laughs> that like could like ruin all your lives. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like 15 <laughs> yeah like oh my god that was so awkward yeah it was weird that was, that was weird i like the sister though the, the, oh, the yeah. hack, hacker who was fucking and yo fuck that kid da song 
<laughs> I did not fuck with that kid, yo. He was doing a bunch of weird shit. I will say, like, it was very anticlimactic with the whole, like, him knowing Morse code and, like, him, him like, trying to read the yeah, Morse code and the other guy. And then, like, nothing ever happened with that. I was like, well, that was anticlimactic. Yeah, I expected, like, him to... Him to be know. like, hey, there's a guy yeah. down there. And he let him out. Like, I expected him, to, like, to let him out or something, you know? Yeah, same, same, same. But I did like that... Man, the fact that that dude killed the the uh, the owner of the house because he didn't like his smell, and he was like, "You're poor." He, I was like, "Whoa, shit is nuts!" And then that other dude who came out slicing and was like, "Chow sum," and I was like, "Oh man, this shit is real." I, I, yo, I love that show, that movie. That movie was that. It had like by the time you get to the to the backyard fight, I was like, "All right, I'm in." I like this movie a lot. Yeah, I mean, like the whole ending. And the way it crescendos and like you know changes the whole way the movie is is the direction of the film is really cool and like that's definitely like the best parts of the movie. But what's really great is even that first half is very captivating and like kind of sucks yeah. you in because like of the way that they're parasiting on this family and like you're like oh well you know they're conning him out so you're it's almost kind of you know it feels like a con movie and then all of a sudden it feels like a thriller. So it's My like they should have stopped. Like I get you're trying to get the mom a job, but like. I don't know. I don't know if you're getting everybody in the family a job. But I mean, eventually, if they would have like been but keeping they, keeping it up, and like even with that housekeeper there, like she would have figured that out, and then they would have all been screwed. So you have to parasite the whole family, but to keep the ruse, because like if one person is left, and you have three people there, and then you that person realizes that those three people know each other, like then the ruse is done. Like you have to you have to do the whole thing. True. And I, I always thought, like, when they said that they wanted to use their money to, like, they needed to get a new house, I was like, yeah, y'all definitely should to stop smelling like y'all are so these people don't figure y'all out. And then they never did, and it was like, ooh, damn, y'all house. Like, when the, the scene that just broke my heart was when she was sitting on the toilet and smoking a cigarette, the sister, and yeah. shit was just coming out of the toilet. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, this, that, is, this is sad. Well, I mean, and then that was so crazy on the next, like, the next day. When they're like getting texts and phone calls from the family, like, oh, you know, we need you here. And the guy yeah, like they don't even know her. about this big crisis that happened in the city about all these people getting flooded. Like their house didn't get infected. Like Dasung was camping last night. <laughs> yeah, like I just, I was just hoping like one of them would just be like, yo, like I just lost all my stuff in a flood. Like I'm not coming. It was a very good depiction of like upper class uh, Korean society versus lower class Korean society. It was just like, damn. Yeah, and I think that that really kind of pushed the narrative well was the fact that it was Korean culture and, like, something that I don't know, like, a lot of American people could have uh, understood. You know, I feel like definitely some people could, but it was definitely a take on another culture. So I'm glad that it stayed true with the language and they didn't try the English dub. And like I said in the beginning of of this episode, what there was something that really captivated me about the subtitles and it was that it really just drew me in. So that's like yeah. the thing. Like sometimes when you're, you know, watching a movie in English, you can, you look at your phone or something like that, but you couldn't look at your phone for this. You couldn't look at your phone for this. Cause then you miss like a, a sentence that could have been crucial and almost right. all the sentences were crucial. No, I agree with that. 100%. Uh, I think my favorite character was the dad, like seeing the dad's depth into like, the the dads fall into madness. This really made me understand why he said uh Bone said he was a big Martin Scorsese fan and cause they both Martin Scorsese likes to take a character and bring him show how a man can get to levels of insanity or levels of darkness. And I think we got to see the father really go through that. And like 
like he said, he didn't even know what set him off. It was just the fact that he got tired of that man, like not respecting him by the smell. And he just, he just lost it. Yeah. And it was also because like, he was telling him to like, take them to the hospital. When, yeah. Like, like not worry about his family. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't know that it was his family. But like, um, but it's just like, oh, so we're just gonna say fuck those people and worry about your son who just passed out and he's alive. Yeah. When that lady just got stabbed. Yeah. Like we don't care about any of these other people. Yeah. And then I was like, why is the sister carrying Kevin? Yeah. Like, poor Kevin, like, got bashed over his head. Well, I always, what I wanted to know when the after thing came, like, when they were showing what happened afterwards, I want to know what happened with Kevin and that girl because, like, she carried him out of the thing. Like, there are, obviously, there was, like, some, and there has to be, like, uh, them grasping the fact that they were, like, leeching off of them because, you know, we saw that there was a trial and stuff like that. So, like, did, did, did she know that it was a con? Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, but they went to trial, though. No, there was. And my thing is, as well, the ending when he's reading the letter to, like, he's, he read his dad's letter and he's reading his, he's reading the letter to his dad. Do we believe that he bought that house? Yeah, I believe that that was, like, showing a future thing that was going to happen. And then, you know, it just hadn't happened yet. Yeah, like, Kevin's, like, do we think Kevin's going to succeed? I mean, we'll see. I mean, I I don't think we will see. But, like, that kind of brings us to our next question of, like, what happens beyond Parasite? You know, we've yeah, been hearing about, gonna be about the Mark Ruffalo being a part of the TV series, but I think like they're gonna try and make an American take to it, which I don't really think that they could successfully do. Not nah, be very difficult. They, like, they gotta do it in like American terms, bro. They gotta like add American scandal to it. Like imagine if the, uh, the sister was doing drugs and like, <laughs> like just like but, you got throw you got the weird shit in, like you got the weird American shit in there and make it like it's like because. I'm but I just can't see like making a family like what would the dynamic be of the house like you would make it to where instead a of driver the, made and the, the teachers again like could well, no, you, you make could that work and for an American movie you could do it differently you can make it like a maid and like a gardener could, maybe like a gardener. something like that and make it to where the family is instead of just naive because like I'm I'm assuming that's what they were saying like about South Korean culture and like just the the lead just don't care about anything else make it to where. Oh no, these Americans are just so consumed with themselves. Like the mom is just doing something with her phone. The daughter's cook, like, and they don't realize e- each other's problems. And like this family just slides in and leeches off of them. Yeah. It, it, it would definitely be a like different the pops sort of dynamic, having a, but I, an affair. But, like, just but, get it scandalous. And, and I mean, I can see it lasting over a series of episodes. Like, I think what one thing about Parasite that wasn't. It was. It's not a knock on it because they still did it very well, and it's pretty seamless. But you could have made the first half go longer because mm-hmm. you could have been like, okay, well, you know, this is how we got to get rid of this person. Like, how did they? How did they figure out about that family? Like, how did that guy figure out about that family before? Like, those are all things that you could be carried out into a longer series. Didn't necessarily need it. Like I'm not saying that Parasite needed anything. I think it was well, well done the way it was and deserved to be Best Picture. So I'm just talking in terms of the series, but I think you can definitely uh, extend a lot of the sequences of the movie. I didn't realize I saw a Bong Joon Ho mo- movie before this. I saw Snowpiercer and I really liked it with Chris Evans. Uh, that wasn't the thing that was on Netflix, huh? Uh, I think it was on Netflix. It was Chris Evans, and he was on a he was on a uh, he was on a train, and like society lived on the train. Oh, I didn't see that. And uh, and also Bong uses uh, Kong Ho Song in most of his movies. That was the pops. 
he he was in Snowpiercer. He was in The Host. Let me see if he was in Okja. Cause I didn't I didn't like Okja though. Okja. Yeah, my mom watched that. Yeah, I I, I wasn't a big fan of Okja, but I I did like Snowpiercer. So Bong's a good director, man. I like this movie. I definitely think he deserved it because this was a great film. It was very original. I like the commentary of it, and it just like like you said, it was just a better film than all those other films. Yeah, it just really worked. Um, I recommend it, it to movie. you guys. Definitely. Yeah, go go rent it. It was it was good. No, one hundred percent. Well, yeah, but, be, that's yeah. all I got. That wraps things up here for episode 77 of the Bros Who Binge podcast. So what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network, Lyndon? Be sure to check out the newest episode of Anime Talk on Tuesday. Uh, check out the Bros Who Think podcast on on Thursday. Uh, Primetime is going to be releasing baseball and basketball stuff for LSU throughout the week. We'll have you updated on that. But you can find all our content at www.brosyouthink.com. And you still have time to be entered for the February, February giveaway. The, pre, uh, the, the prizes for the for the giveaway in January should be getting into you guys this week. So the February giveaway will be picking soon. And how do you enter? You either like us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, follow us at anime talk pod on IG, uh, subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment on Apple, leave a comment on Spotify or follow on SoundCloud. And if you do uh, uh, all those things, you will be entered up to four times to be picked for a giveaway. We're giving four or five prizes away each month. And yeah, man, just be on the lookout for all that. And like I said, you can follow everything at www.brosythink.com. So that's all I got this week. Just trying to get healthy, Shuby, man. Just sick. That's all. Yeah, Lennon, we hope you get healthy. And, you know, luckily we'll still be able to have you on all the pods. And yeah, we're going to keep going business as usual. Thanks. It's not shutting um, down. No, we're not not shutting down for anything. And so make sure you check out all those things. Go back and listen to our old reviews, especially the Birds of Prey one most recently. Uh, Make sure you go and check out Parasite and some of the other topics we talked about, a movie on the rise. Um, So definitely if you're interested more in the My Hero stuff, make sure you listen to Anime Talk, especially once that all comes out. And uh, yeah. That's uh, that wraps things up here for us here on Bros Who Binge today, and I hope everyone has a great week. And as always, keep binging. <laughs>